sounds really good. Does it good. sound yes, real does it good? Sound this sounds sweet. like, are we in the studio? We are. We are. We are. Alec, I have to ask yes, you, darling. because you've done this before, and I just... Yeah, yeah, please. No, oh. I was just saying, get, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, you want to do it? I do. Um, I, you're ruining my joke. Oh, I'm so sorry. Uh, which was just that... Start again. Um, I, I'm wondering why you didn't, why you made Devin take all of her clothes off when she came in. I was going to make a joke that she was wearing a full UNC Chapel Hill mascot costume, but. <laughs> why would you do that? It's a really hot day in LA. It doesn't make any well, sense. Well, that's exactly, I was going to say that's a terrible case of swamp ass <laughs> when you're wearing something like yes, that. Um, yes. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Carry On Colon. The Sex in the City podcast. Yeah. I'm your co-host, Kat Knipe, and with me as always. I'm, um, I don't make pies, but I do make guys, Alec Wells. <laughs> you hear that, Ricky? And with us today, I, I, I mean, don't even get me started, but I'm gonna start, uh-huh. is the incomparable, the brilliant, the talented... Yeah. The multicultural, yeah. the well-traveled, yeah. the white-toothed, yeah. the recently banged. I mean her <laughs> hair. I mean her hair. It, as I was saying it, I realized you, she recently got bangs. She did. Devin Kelly. Hi. Welcome. a long time coming. It really has. We've been talking about this for a yes. month of Sundays. Prepare yourselves, so... listeners, because Devin's probably going to dwarf us with her Sex and the City knowledge because she... She knows this show pretty, pretty damn well. I feel like I'm just in such good company, you guys. I I was honestly, ner- and everyone's taking a drink, so I'm just going to yeah, take a drink. Yeah, take that drink. Oh, you mm. can hear my eyes. Oh, yeah. Clank. It's a hot, hot summer eve in LA, so we're just yes. pouring it's the nice booze down hot. our throats. It's, it's so wonderful to have you. I'm so happy to be As here. As I was realizing I get to introduce you and say your name, I actually thought about your name, Devin, mm-hmm. and what a cool name that is Mm -hmm. it feels like Devin is the kind of name where it's like I could see you riding a skateboard down the street and playing an electric guitar (laughs) definitely like Devin you know what's crazy is I went to so like they're not many I've never really met I haven't really met that many Devins in my life yeah and then I went to USC and I got to school and I was in a program with 18 people and there was a boy, Devin, mm-hmm. spelled the exact same way. And it's like, oh, great. Now I'm stuck with this motherfucker <laughs> for four Aww. years. Same, same yeah. name, everything. And he used to ride around campus on a skateboard with a ukulele. No what? way. Yes. Called it. Nailed it. That's so <laughs> you weird. would have been so much cooler doing that. Yeah. Probably. Uh, my my yeah. only question is with the electric guitar, yeah. how. You carry your own amp. amp. It's oh. a long yeah. board. You put the amp on Is the, the amp on, board. like, your backpack or something? Yeah. Or you can, like, do those little amps and it, like, straps sure. to your belt buckle sure. kind of thing. Now, Devin, by the way, just so if you're listening, you should be looking Devin up. She's everything. She's gorgeous. You've probably seen her on television. Um, Alec, you've seen her on television. I've um, seen you a lot on television. <laughs> She's um, on Resurrection. Uh, yes. Uh, Chicago Code. Mm-hmm. Just being a tough badass just all around in life. But what we like to ask every uh, first-time yeah. carry-on guest uh, is, first of all, what... Was your introduction, if you remember, to Sex and the City? Do you remember sneaking it early on? Do you remember who showed yeah. it to you? What What's the dig? When did Sex Give and the City enter your consciousness? Pop our oh, cherries. this is so good. Okay, so I my parents are super chill, but um, when it came to TV and movies, they were surprisingly strict. Like mm-hmm. I didn't actually see PG thirteen movies till I was. 
13. Oh, wow. So, you know, you're, it's that thing when you're at a sleepover and everyone wants to watch, you know, Pretty Woman and mm-hmm. and you have that childhood conundrum where you're like, do I call my mom and ask and know that the answer is going to be no? Mm-hmm. Or do I just do it watch and pretend it, and then it never happened? she doesn't happened. see it on my face when I get home that exactly. I've seen she that knows. She knows movie. I've seen that hooker. I don't even know what a hooker is, but I know that it ain't good. Um, so Sex in the City, and I don't even know when it's how old I was when it started. But It I, started in 1998. Oh, okay. So, 98. okay, so... I would have been young to watch it while I was yeah. there. And we didn't too have young. HBO. Certainly and too certainly young. too young. So, but I remember, like, after, for the finale, like, the year, um, this year of the sixth season, my what a good family friend gave me for Christmas um, a necklace. And she just wrote in the card, this is the necklace that Carrie wears in the finale of Sex and the City. I saw it this year well and done. I thought it was so mm-hmm. wonderful. Yeah. And it was like the silver chain with like the six like clear, they're yes. like clear oh, yeah, balls. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. that he gives her in the um, restaurant where the exactly. French song, if I show, yes. that French song is playing. Yeah. yeah. And so, then it breaks and in that big scene. Yes, And yes. she's chasing, she's like, yes. like clamoring after the yeah. balls on the floor and yeah. it's so embarrassing. You know, Carrie, yes. this is one Mortifying. of those moments where you need to stop it. Yes. Yes. Get it just, together, just, Carrie. Yes. Isn't she she's in Prada when that happens? Yes, probably. Yeah. Um, so Patty Delvalier gave me gave me the Sex and City necklace. Patty I remember, knows what's up. She knows what's yeah. up, and I remember opening it and being like, huh, I don't understand this reference, but I'm going to wear this. Like, oh, my so life amazing. depends on it. And then once I you. finally, then I think I started watching the show when I was in college, um, sophomore year I lived. It was this on DVD that you were yes, watching my, it? Yes, okay. I lived with um, with two of my um, gay best friends, and mm-hmm. we lived together sophomore year, and um, they had, the, one of them had the entire DVD collection, and that was it. God, and it just opened up that it door. That is it became a part, part of my DNA, are. actually. Yeah. Yeah. A DNA strand, like me, is a blueprint for building a living thing. And sometimes animals that went extinct millions of years ago, like dinosaurs, left their blueprints behind for us to find. The, the way I got introduced to it was my sophomore year of college, I lived with this uh, really great guy, George, and he um, really like blue-blooded heterosexual male. He was pledging a fraternity. He was pledging a fraternity. I mean, I came from an art school, so you know, like I I didn't know anything about being like a straight guy. And <laughs> That's uh, true. and he uh, he was the one who had all six seasons no of way. Sex in the City. And this is kind of sad. It's very when sad. he started pledging the fraternity, he was like, "I have to throw these away." And I was like, "Don't throw them shits away. Give them to me." And, and that he was... felt like he couldn't have them anymore. Yeah, that's not okay. Yeah, yeah. Isn't that poor George. So sad? George, George, yeah. know who you are and be all right with it. Yeah. Stand like, strong, George. Hello, I am Caitlin. If you, you don't, yeah. yeah. If you don't, if you don't stand for something, you'll fall you'll for fall anything. For am I right, exactly George? Right. If you're if you're cl- in the closet, oh. <laughs> like I actually mean, like he's literally listening. sitting he's in a closet, like not Nick like Ryan in Sleepless in Seattle with the radio in the closet yes. on the phone, listening yeah. to talking That's to Rosie O'Donnell. That's him. Listening to this, going, I lived with that guy. Now he's living his wildest dreams doing a podcast. And I'm just quiet about it. And my fraternity friends, where are they now? Oh. Yeah, exactly. Poor guy. He was a good guy, though. He's um, like a good guy. So, okay, so you're in college. Mm-hmm. You've got the DVDs. Mm-hmm. You just fly through them as yeah. soon as you get them. I think it was in bits and pieces. But the best part is, and I was thinking this tonight as we were watching it together, like, Sex and the City is such a... 
like last night I did this. I go, I got home and I watched a couple episodes like yes. before bed. It's like that's so nice. It's so fun to watch with friends mm-hmm. and with people. I laugh louder. Yeah. I pick up on the puns faster because yes. you're kind of watching you're it with a sharper eye. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think it bonded us, me and my two roommates, that it was really something we connected mm-hmm. over and we'd all get home and be like, yeah, you know what we're yeah. doing tonight. Yes. And it was just so, it was such a beautiful moment in time of of being, you know, 19 or 20s right. or whatever. It and my soul. Yeah, it was really, really wonderful. And also, um, I've, just, I've just never seen anything like it. Yeah, what do you think it is about Sex in the City? Because, you know, you're not the first person to say that... Sex and the City is so great for communal watching. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you think it is about the show that is so much more fun to watch with other people? I think, one, in your group, there's always someone that represents a person on the show. Yes. Yeah, that's absolutely true. So you're you're watching it, you know, you're watching the Charlotte, Miranda, Sam and Carrie, and then you're potentially sitting with your own version of mm-hmm. Samantha, Miranda, So then Devin, Devin, who are you then? But well, who are you then? Who are you? I, okay, so I was wondering this as we were watching this episode. Does everyone think they're a Carrie? I think lots of, so I do a lot of, um, uh, ho- I'll hop on the hashtag sex in the city on Instagram, on Twitter, mm-hmm. on under our carry on accounts and kind of look what people are posting. And it does seem to me that I think most of the people watching want to think of themselves as a carry because everyone's the star of their so, own life. Exactly. Right. And she's Carrie's pretty complex. I mean, not that Miranda's not, I've always, I've often said, I think I'm a combination of a Miranda and a Carrie, but in a lot of ways, very, very Miranda, but I love Carrie. Yeah. I love all her flaws. Yeah. I think Carrie I'm a Charlotte. Flawless. Oh, really? I think I'm a Charlotte. Why because, specifically? Well, I mean, I'm a hopeless romantic. Mm. I'm a person, I'm a relationship person. Like I've never been like a dating a bunch of people or like sleeping around kind of person and I was always about like the idea of wanting to get married wanting to find that one person that that you know soulmate um and, and yet still Charlotte is she sleeps around she sleeps she around does. I was looking at this book um this where oh, is right it here aha so I found uh t- so li- if you're listening and you follow us on Twitter um you might have seen me tweet a picture of this amazing book I found today uh, it's just a little retrospective, but they have a little um, chart in the book of did and didn'ts um, of the women. So, like, the men listed. I don't know if this is all the men. I'd have to really sit and analyze to see. But each woman and then two different columns of who they did and who they didn't. Wow. And look at Charlotte. She ain't no, she don't play around. She She's more than dids. Miranda. Yeah. I, I do is, have to appreciate ironic. I wish I wish people could see how the line <laughs> for Samantha goes to the end of the page and then they have to vertically will, add a section. I will, um, the if great you really want to see it, I'll yeah. put it on Facebook and Instagram fucked. and Twitter. I'll, I'll, I'll tweet a picture of it so you can see how Samantha's just overflows. I need to analyze this because I have this theory and maybe it's super broad, but... I generally think that the men on Sex and the City are um, wildly unattractive. Yes, we have we talked talk about, about I mean, this. That's nothing all right. the Okay, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We talk about this all the time, and I don't know if it's a dated thing because I generally don't think the show is dated. I think it is timeless. I right. think it holds up. Yeah. But specifically with the men, I go, "Oh wow, you are so 1998, and I want to." Yes, yes, and there's yes. just Bowsers. Like so yeah. many of oh them are God. just not. Yeah. 
They're yeah. just not cute. And it's 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 one of the few things that pulls me out of the show. Because, yes. like, Samantha will be like, look at that piece of meat. And then it cuts to, like, a guy with a five head who's balding. An actual and piece of meat. Kind of, yeah. He looks <laughs> like, like, just, like, Wait charred a minute, meat. That's a Plastic li- googly that's eyes That's literally on a ribeye. That is literally a ribeye. Here comes a meat wagon. <laughs> okay, so, Devin, before we jump into the episode... Mm-hmm. We've got this. We don't do this to everybody. No, but this is fun. But somebody thinks they know the show, so we're going to find out soon. Yeah, Devin's been walking around like the cock of the walk, so. With my cock out. We're going to see. We're going to see. Rooster's cruel. Now, I'm going to give you a couple of these to ask us, too. Okay, okay? cool. So, um, all right, so here we go. Well, let's go tit for tat. You can ask one, and then I'll ask one. Okay, fine. Getting in from both sides. Yeah, hell yeah. Okay, so now you're Samantha. Um, I just looked at the camera of life as I said that. Devin, save it for after the show. <laughs> okay, um, so... Okay. Alec did offer up the second bedroom. <laughs> he, did. he did. And a second drink. What is wrong with you, Alec? Mm-hmm. Ooh. Um, okay, how much did Carrie need for a down payment <gasps> on her apartment? Wow. That's pretty specific. That is specific. You are That's really hard. specific. Yeah. Oh, shit cakes. You hit her with a, you hit her with a tough one. Oh, fuck. $12,000? Plus twenty two. <laughs> no, <laughs> no plus It's forty thousand. I don't oh, know. It's for, I Whatever. thought it was thirty. Oh fuck! It's forty thousand. Okay, here's an easier one. No, my turn. Oh yeah, you're right. Go ahead. What's Miranda's cat's name? Fatty. Fatty. Yeah. Fatty. We love Fatty. Love have Fatty. You, have you paid much? I encourage you strongly. The next time you're watching. Just appreciate how good an actor that cat is. Okay, yeah. yeah. Well, it's, it's up against Cynthia scene. Nixon. I know. <laughs> and he still stands they out. They share screen time. Somehow. Fatty is like the fifth Beatle. To me. <laughs> it's like the Fatty's four ladies amazing. and Fatty. Actually, yes. I take back my earlier answer. I'm Fatty. Like, yeah. which one are you? I'm Fatty. <laughs> because Fatty is supportive and loves Miranda yep. and can see ghosts. That's right. So you that's share right. all those qualities. Yeah, that, I yeah. feel like that really represents me. Okay. okay, Devin. Yes. Oh, wait. This was, we just watched this episode, so I can't ask you that one. Oh, oh, this is interesting. How many times has Carrie been pregnant? <gasps> You're asking the hard hitters. You're asking me sure numbers questions. Yeah, I'm not numbers, good with numbers. I'm, numbers are so hard. I'm an artist. Going to the Big Apple for the first time, you know, is such an experience. You never forget it. It stays with you for your whole life. Me, you know, right out of the Navy, you know, fresh off a destroyer uh, with a dance belt and a tube of chapstick, basically, you know, not really much to call my own. Is it just one? You're correct. It's just the one. It's just the one. What's the name of the restaurant? I'm going to quit. This is just this is off the cuff, guys. This oh, is boy. Wow. I don't She's have scared in front of anything. What's the name of the restaurant where she goes to where Carrie goes to have lunch? Well, I'm, let me, I'm going to finish the question for our listeners at home. Yeah. Where Carrie goes to have lunch because she knows the dude that impregnated her is still a waiter there, right? Mm-hmm. What's the name of the restaurant? What is it, Kevin? Oh, shit. I'm sorry. They, oh, yeah. I thought I knew. I Well, I was raising my hand. That's why Devin stopped and said she was going to finish the question because I was being obnoxious. Um, she went to... Well, they went to Tunnel together. Tunnel. But... Is that the name of it? No. That's the oh. club. That's the club they met. went to and where oh, okay. they where met she got and then she went and got knocked right. up after. But the place she goes to meet up with him, 
He's still waiting tables at. Yeah. It's not TGI Fridays. It was the saloon. The saloon. The well saloon. Done. You were a genius. I, was I had to. Cry. Yeah. I had to get there. Well yep. done. Just, you played. You played the reel in your I brain. Did. Yeah. I did. I did. I was gonna say like door. Saddleback Joe's. <laughs> like I don't. It's something like that's that. That's very much. That's very much. Okay. That. I've given the cards to Devin. Uh oh. Let's oh. let's her. Okay. Let's let her take okay, a knock girl. or two. Oh, this is kind of appropriate for um for this episode that we just watched. Okay. What was Mr. Big's first wife's name? Oh, Buck. Oh, Buck. Oh, my God. Um, okay, she's a publisher. She, yeah. Carrie meets with her. Um, <clears throat> oh, that's tough. That's a tough one. Oh, my God. Was it, um, was it Blue Ivy? <laughs> Nailed it. Michael uh, Patrick King knew what yeah, was coming. He knew. He, before it he even knows knew. everything. He's at, yes. he's at the forefront. Um, Meredith? No. No, but I appreciate is that. that. Close? Not even. Nope. Uh, <laughs> what is it? What is it? Barbara. Barbara. Oh, as in Bush. No oh, wonder ew. the marriage didn't oh, last. God. Barbara, Barbara three way. Yeah, no thanks. All right. Yeah, no. Um so Jeez. see you later, we're Barbara. Ourselves. Yeah. Um All right. see you we're later, gonna, Barb. We're gonna make up for They're it. They're coming for you, Barbara. All right. Okay. Next one. Oh. No, we just watched that, so that doesn't work. (laughs) Oh boy. Um. Which this is hard, but I'm gonna do it anyway. Oh boy. Which hotel in Atlantic City did the girls stay in? Oh, I can. Taj Mahal. Yes. Yeah, saltwater taffy. Yes, Easy yeah. top, top playing in the yeah. uh, red in the magic carpet room or whatever. And once Carrie you realize that Sarah Jessica Parker is really mm-hmm. pregnant mm-hmm. in that episode, it's the only thing that you That's can all look, I look at, at like is it. her belly. That's one the only one thing of my at. favorite things, like this, is a shining moment in Sex and the City history, and I I just love it so much when they're at the. Um, they're at the blackjack table, and the the dude is being an asshole to Miranda, yes. and Carrie just goes, "What's your excuse? You having triplets?" <laughs> and she just fires it off. It's like every girl yeah. knows that feeling of like, "Oh, I'm gonna oh, give really? you, I'm you gonna fat give ass? it to you." Good. Yeah, yes. you, you want to insult me, you dick? You fucking dick! Is how common is that? How many times have you witnessed that where it's like some fat, unattractive? fuck is yep. being really judgmental about a woman it's like yeah. oh yeah you oh, have really? mirrors in your mom's basement yeah because if you <laughs> yeah. do you haven't looked in it recently you want to find your dick for me bet you can't <laughs> yeah good but luck. you can't think of that stuff on the on the spot like no. carrie does carrie just yeah. goes bam incredible that's true okay let's talk a little bit about this evening's episode mm-hmm. that we, we watched. We just finished watching. I almost picked up the microphone to drink it. Uh, That's I wish you had. <laughs> uh, we just finished. So this is uh, episode 33 of Carry On. Season 3, episode 3. Attack of the 5 foot 10 Woman. Yes. Uh, it aired June 18th, 2000. Okay. Oh my gosh. And uh, it's directed by a woman named Pam Thomas, who I looked up and she hasn't directed a ton of stuff. So, uh, written by Darren Starr and Cindy Shupak, who mm-hmm. I believe accidentally followed us on Twitter for an hour yes. and then unfollowed us. We were very excited. Oh, yeah. And then it was over. Um, but she's a uh, we we uh, she's written a lot of great episodes, yeah. including this one. I I think I'll go out on a limb and say I think this. Uh, was a great episode. This episode to me is iconography. This is like how so? Well, it's it's there is so much in this episode that happens that well, first of all, the introduction of Magda, of course, right? Yeah, she goes down in TV history. Who is like the sixth Beetle? Maybe I'm Magda. Are you actually, Magda? <laughs> because I'm always stealing your vibrator. Do you, 
It's true. Uh, that's, I can't ever yeah. find it. I'm always replacing it with the ceramic Virgin Mary. Yeah. And you're or not Or are you using it. the Virgin Mary as the Virgin Yeah, well, I just get confused. I, the shape It's itself. all the same, really. Um, but, okay, so there's the introduction of Magda. There's the wonderful uh, Carrie-Natasha scene, mm. which I think is so fantastic. Mm-hmm. And there's... I, the centerpiece of this episode that I want to talk to you guys about is what's really fascinating to me about this is that so in this episode Carrie um runs into Natasha who is now Big's wife yeah and um she's feeling this sense of competition with her and they're both going to go to this luncheon and Carrie wants to go and look really fabulous to kind of show her up I guess and you know sometimes we talk about like okay is sex in the city as relevant today, mm-hmm. you know, 15 years later as it was then. And to me, this is the perfect example of how this show is still completely relevant because when I watched this, I couldn't stop thinking about um, Facebook and oh my Instagram God. and how, you know, we look at uh, hmm. people's feeds and the pictures they're taking and yeah. the videos they're posting and wow, their life is so amazing and perfect and I've got to, you know, show them up. And it's like keeping up with the Joneses, but with your no, social media. No, the Kardashians. Media. Thank you. That's <laughs> Joneses. Yeah, what was I saying? JK. Samantha JK, Jones. I get it. Nailed it. Oh, um, yeah, I wish. And it, it is totally now exactly what Carrie is going through, that, yeah. that sense of competition and one-upsmanship is exactly what we still do that translates today. perfectly for me and and uh to your point about that that being the centerpiece of the episode and being iconography for me the scene between Carrie and Charlotte when she comes back to her apartment <sighs> and tries to take the newspaper away and when Carrie won't let her she says fine I'm gonna stay and read it with you and that conversation they have I to me it's everything so you want to rent a movie or something? No, Charlotte, it's okay. I'm not going to slip my wrists. I know. I just thought you might want some company. You know what? I think I want to be alone. All right. I'm just going to take Would your you piece. stop? I know what you're going to do. I mean, you can't not read it. And you're going to cry. And it's going to be awful. So let's just read it now and get it over with. Okay? The couple met in Paris on the Ile Saint-Louis. Oh, how original. They fell in love in Paris. I was sitting alone at a cafe when the waiter brought over a bottle of their finest Pinot Noir from a very handsome man at the bar, the bride said, her brown eyes sparkling. Ugh. By the time we finished the wine, I knew I wanted to marry him. Oh, please, you were drunk and he was rich. This is just bad journalism. Mary, they did yesterday in Southampton at the bride's parents' estate. There were only 50 guests. We wanted to keep it intimate, she said, just family and close friends. Yeah, and the New York Times. Really, how intimate is that? You know what? I don't hear big anywhere in this article. Natasha's calling the shots, and he's just along for the ride. The bride carried calla lilies tied with a red ribbon. Well, that's nice. And as she walked down the aisle, a saxophone played When a Man Loves a Woman. Well, that's tacky. No, that's big. What I wouldn't give for a working fireplace. He looks.
wasn't the right man for you. I know that. I know. It's not him. It's the whole wedding. And it's her. It's her. Her. You know, she's just... You know, she's shiny hair, style section, Vera Wang, and I'm, you know, the sex column they run next to ads for penile implants. The moment where Carrie says it's her, 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 and yeah. she's just like shaking the air like she's strangling Natasha, I can completely, I think, I think most humans can identify with yeah. that. Mm -hmm. If you've been with someone, you're not any longer with that person, and then you see you know, whoever they're dating next seems better than you. Yeah. Maybe just because you're feeling down on yourself or whatever. But I think the internet exacerbates that now because we have so much access to whatever life they want to paint that they're living. Right. We have to choke it down. Yeah, you don't yeah, have yeah. to. Wait. We, right. we do. We seek it out. At least I have. You don't yeah. have to wait for the New York Times That's to release yeah, something. Yeah, you exactly. can go search it out yourself. So let me ask you guys, how... Have you been in this situation where you've broken up with somebody or they've broken up with you and you've kind of had this competition with the new person or had any interaction with the new uh, oh girlfriend or anything like that? You know, the first thing that comes to mind is not having interaction with the new girlfriend that comes after Although I have had that, but that's not the thing that kind of like digs mm. in my guts. The thing that digs in my guts is um, the girl that came before. Mm. Oh. Yeah. So, you know, when you're thinking like, this person's so great, this person's so wonderful, or Carrie's thinking, you know, I'm I'm just the the jackass that like, whose column runs next to ads for penile <laughs> enhancements, then she's feeling down on herself, but... Natasha can be on the other side feeling down on herself about Carrie. You know, everyone has that chip. I'm sure I Natasha has. There yes. are scenes no we one didn't see. It. I just today, Devin, I am I am not lying. Alec can vouch for this. I took Alec's phone from him and opened his Instagram to look at the uh, Instagram account of an ex-girlfriend of his who I have never met. I've heard a lot of stories about. I have no problem. Whatever. It's not worth getting into. Um, you got a ring way, on your finger, babe. Yeah, but and it's not. By the way, it's this isn't about. I don't want to send the wrong impression that like I go through go through Alex's phone. It's just sometimes I like to go. Hate look is not yeah. the right phrase, but there's that's the only way I know how to describe Curiosity it. I killed love the motherfucking go, cat. I love to go look at her profile and go, huh? Oh, oh, uh huh. Mm -hmm. Oh, oh well. She she's using the word bay. She thinks she's great. Like it's. I hate it when me. people it use that word. Me. I had to say it. I hate it. it. Oh, and it's uns. It's I under. I'm. I'm trying to be bare and honest on this podcast and just say things that we all know in our deep down darkest, yeah. blackest of hearts know know are true about ourselves. Even though it's not, it's not a good thing for me to admit. But you know, it's that thing where you 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 look at it because it makes you feel somehow validated. And by the way, like, I don't do that very often. Every once in a while, I'll go like, I want to look at her account because it's private. I can't yeah. look at it because I can't, I don't have a follow request. But it's like, I, I just want to look and see that other life that Alec yeah. isn't leading or something. It's sliding doors. It's weird. I think. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It is. It's the it's sliding, sliding doors that. complex. Really? Like, yeah. What if? And that doesn't feed me. Like, I should be going to longreads.com and finding a great article and learning something about the world, which is what I'm doing most of the time. Or I'm doing something creative. I'm working on a podcast. I'm auditioning. I'm filming something. 
But every once in a while, it's like popcorn. It's yeah. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Junk food. Yeah, it's, it's like reading Internet it us weekly food. on the airplane. Yes. yes. Yeah. So, I love it. It's my thing. Let it go. Yeah. I, I, yes, yes. Yes. So Devin, when you Tattler. were yes. when you were Tattler, <laughs> it is Tattler. <laughs> and that's when Steve goes, Miranda. Miranda. I got the Wi-Fi working. <laughs> and then she Miranda. fucks him because she's so happy she has Wi-Fi. <laughs> that is a modern thing right there, Miranda. You're the one. <laughs> Alec um, loves Steve. More so, and you know, they were himself. so cutting edge because they moved to Brooklyn before every that's asshole true. in the universe moved that's there. That's why every asshole in the universe moved there. Michael Patrick Cain and Steve, knew it. He knew he, it. He knew it. He's prolific and pre, not prehensile, that's a word, but that's not the right word. Pre, pre, premonitious. No, mm-hmm. I'm he's premonitious. Yeah. <laughs> Devin, let's, let's dig into this a little bit mm-hmm. on the... The girlfriend before. Sure, so yeah. when you were when you were kind of exploring that, or mm-hmm. what, what what was kind of going through your mind, or what do you think it was? Would you probe the boyfriend about the ex girlfriend? Like, would you ask questions like, "Well, what were you guys like?" And I think I would um, just try to, if I was a mature human with a healthy <laughs> way of approaching things, I'd be like, "So tell me about that." I think the worst is the unknown, and oh. I just lived in the unknown. Absolutely, yeah. and, and so, which is always more glamorous than it really must be. Completely, for sure. and I have that side of my intelligent human brain that goes. I'm probably romanticizing what their relationship was, right. but I'm going to assume it was all these wonderful things. If it was so wonderful, why the fuck did it end? And exactly. how am I here right now? Exactly. But I'm creating all these stories. So I, instead of like actually asking about it and sitting down and like having a grown up conversation, I just decided to glean together like bits and pieces of bizarre, bizarre facts that had been mm-hmm. tossed around by people in his life or his mom, his mm-hmm. mom said something once that was so nothing about her, just like a comment. And just the fact that his mother said his name, I was acted as if his mother should forget that his, her, she even existed. Yes. Once I came around. Of course. And I the fact that she did didn't, that. I was like, oh, and and so that's it. Oh, really? That's did it. she? Oh, did she shop at Whole Foods? Oh, yeah, I do too. <laughs> yeah. Do you think you think I don't know? That reminds me of this is a bit of a different situation, but um, in High Fidelity, there's so John Cusack's um, girlfriend leaves him for mm-hmm. like their neighbor, but he's there's a scene where he's imagining. The sex, he's narrating, he's like, I'm just imagining no one has ever had as good of sex as Laura is having with Ian right sure, now in yeah. my head. Yeah. And that's what I think you're speaking to. I think everyone to. can yeah. relate to that. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, so, Devin, mm-hmm. do you think that with each person you've dated, that you are the same person or that you are a different person Alec with each person? Such a good Woo! question. Oh, baby. Fuck. Um, <laughs> I think you're um not you or I. I think I'm different versions of myself. Yeah. And this is so appropriate for the Sex and the City podcast because I tend to date people who don't live in the same city as me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just That's convenient. It's really convenient for me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I you can t- sleep until when the fuck ever. Yep, and God knows I need my sleep. Who cares? <laughs> and if I don't want you around, I don't have to worry about it because I have to get on a plane to see you. But right. I feel like um, I feel like I, the city that this person lives in kind of dictates the life that we lead together. Yeah. Like I yeah. dated a guy in New York. Interesting. And so I was spending a lot of time in New York and um, that was a very specific relationship as opposed to someone that I dated like when I've been in LA. That makes or whatever. sense. Um, and so I think it's not only becoming a different person 
with that person, but also letting the environment influence and be yeah. a character in the yeah. relationship. Well, I can imagine that, like, living in L.A., it's like you have to get in your car to do anything versus in New York, you can, like, so you might spend more time, like, inside versus, like, New York, you might sure, yeah. uh, be out in the world and living your life for the for the street corner because you're just, there's, you're on your feet all the time. And that's honestly what yeah. I was doing. Like, just, I was drinking a lot. I was sure. going out oh, a lot. Oh, you can just drink and You just can just do whatever you want. Somewhere else and drink. And when the relationship was going to shit, I refused to look at it because I wasn't ready to break up with New York City. Yeah. Well, oh, yeah. by the way, I just want to say that um, I could take four hours and unpack what you just said, that <laughs> this is not that, podcast, not that podcast, but I'd really love to do that at some point. Um, but that is fascinating. You know, I think for me, I think, and, I, you know, I don't know what this means necessarily, but I think I've been the same person in every relationship. Really? And, and you just I, found the one person that would just put up with all your stuff. Yeah, and it's, it's this true. And it's sitting right here. Well, but you know, it's funny. What's kind of cool about that is that if if you kind of remain... Um, consistent? Consistent between these, you can you can see how different types of people react, react to, to the person that <laughs> you are. I mean, I... And I've dated very different kinds of people. So uh, you weren't changing but the people you brought into the fold were. Yeah, I was kind of, of I was going through different aisles of the grocery store, sure. you know. But I that's like, interesting cuz I I mean I don't doubt that you're telling the truth about that, but I've personally I've known you for 12 years, but mm-hmm. I've personally seen you the core of you for mm-hmm. sure is the same person, yeah. but I've seen lots of things change drastically about you. Like what? Uh well, I want um, an example. Uh, let's see. I think I would say, uh, y- your independence, mm-hmm. you've gotten a lot more independent yeah. than, um, that's definitely true for sure. Uh, but I've been codependent with every really? woman I've ever dated. <laughs> Is that different yeah. with Kat? Yeah. No. no, not at all. <laughs> no. no, she goes in a different room. I'm like, where did you Where go? And can I be I've come, in that I've room? come out of the bathroom and he's been waiting before. And I'm like, do you want <laughs> to hear the noises that are happening in the bathroom? I mean, yeah, for us, it's, like, really important. I think we're much better at this now, but it's like, yes, you know what, tonight I'm hanging out mm-hmm. with these people and you're hanging out with those people. And, I, you know, one of the biggest things, one of the things I feel is most important for a relationship that works is having separate lives. Totally. But not... Not separate lives in a pejorative sense. Like, you can't come into my life. Mm-hmm. You're always invited in. But, you know, sometimes I'm going to go here and you're going to go there. Yeah. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Yeah. And sometimes you're going to go there and I'm going to stay home. And that's fine, too. I think, you know, I think that that can be a problem for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to ultimately what makes a healthy relationship it's i think it's also coming into the relationship you know it's great when we have a night apart and then we come home and we have this epic debrief like oh yeah. my god i spent the night here and you won't believe the shit that happened right. and then you're like bouncing off of each other and zip zaps up and it's the yeah. it's the zazazoo yeah it's the zazazoo now i have to say something about yeah. those drinks in the first scene mm. from this episode. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Which is, I realized, I had a revelation watching this tonight. Kind of like you were talking, Devin, about how you're noticing puns more watching with yeah. people. 
and watching your senses are people, on fire. My yes. senses like, were on oh, fire. I, I really want to like find you. Your eye just kind of yes. zeroes in on things because you mm-hmm. want to have specific yes. interesting points to make with your friends that are so smart and, and yes. watch my, with the same watchful eye. What I picked up on this time is I realized something I've been chasing for several years now, and I work a lot on the weekends. And Alec knows this, which is why the day after we got engaged, which was my birthday, the day after was my birthday. And he had a plan to for me and Matthew and Daniel and a couple – Ricky and Ben. Can we also ben, talk about that's the best engagement on the oh, entire sure. face of the yes. planet? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Just ask CNN. They agree. The CNN stamp of approval. But then, <laughs> then, and then the next day, Alec had this perfect mix of like – suggestions of things that he had planned and a few things. It was like a skeleton of a day, but I could also pick and choose what I wanted to do. It was amazing. But the first thing he had us go do was have breakfast in Burbank um, at this place, which was near my favorite bookstore, so that I could Mm. drink mimosas and get drunk and walk to my favorite bookstore. Because he knows that I don't get the chance to day drink very often. And I have this, like, this, like, lust for, for bottomless bubbly things like mm-hmm. bottomless mimosas and like bottomless and, anything actually oh, man. I'll take anything but like bottomless. but especially daytime drinking and this is this is something that I just don't get that often mm-hmm. and we last weekend actually we we went to perch downtown we were overlooking the city God, and great I had drinking. we had That's french se- I had a french drinking. 75 Shut you up. had I think you had a moscow mule whatever oh, you God, so good but we, it's like we've been talking about it ever since. And anyway, bringing me back around to this episode, I realized that years of watching this episode that we just watched and watching these ladies brunching with those pink, those pink. They looked like grapefruit. I was just going to say that. And I, I saw that at brunch today and said, yeah. oh my God, I want that. And then I remembered, oh, I don't really like champagne, so I'm not going to do that. But oh. I love grapefruit juice. And that's what those drinks Yeah, they were want, so grapefruit. All I ever want are champagne cocktails. And I realized that it's not all I ever want. But lately, but I realized that 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 scene, watching them drink those delicious ice cold bubbly mm-hmm, fruity mm-hmm, zips, mm-hmm. yes, is what they I'm look chasing. like the most. It makes you go when you drink it. Yes, and I'm always chasing that. It's that first sip that. Oh, Sunday oh God, I'm morning. Right there and usually you. on Sunday morning, I'm fucking working or something. The bubbles up so, your spine. Yeah. Oh, so the bubbles. ladies, the ladies, they're all around there. They're mm-hmm. all around the table. They're looking at the New York Times. They're looking at the wedding section. This is so depressing. The oldest woman on this page is 27. I don't want to hear that. Now I'm all depressed and I haven't even had my coffee yet. Well, at least you have a boyfriend. That doesn't mean I'm getting married. It means I'm getting laid. Yes, on a regular basis, no less. Mm, I'll drink to that. Until recently, the bride, 24, worked as an account supervisor at Ogilvy and Mather, 24. Okay, honey, no more reading aloud. I love how they say, until recently, the bride. Yeah, meaning she quit her job as soon as she found her soulmate slash investment banker. It's so retro. Okay, I've got a big rock on my finger, and now I can stop pretending to care about my career. <laughs> until recently, the bride had a life of her own. And uh, a lot of... What they're talking about is the oldest women in those sections mm. are 27. Um, have you guys found in your lives? I mean, we we live a slightly we different don't life, live in America. So, yeah, we, we live don't on another planet. I think you know live in the world where people are getting married at this age. But have you found a lot of your friends marrying off? Have you seen that? You're from the Midwest, aren't you? I'm from the Midwest. Yeah, I grew up in Minnesota, and I don't. I have like one friend that's. Still is like I don't really I'm not really friends with anyone back there anymore. But yeah, like LA and New York are not good examples. They aren't. Of no. We live in a what, bubble. We live in such a bubble, and I feel like now people are 
starting to marry off, but they're a bit older than I am. And I don't feel it's like my core group of friends. I'm like, well, there they all go. It's like mm -hmm. one here and one there. So it's still like, oh my gosh, we're going to go to a wedding. Well, there's, a, you know, there's an interesting thing that happens on this show, which is there is kind of a, a, a hyper focus on age. Mm -hmm. um, yes. You know, uh, Miranda says in this episode, I'm a 34-year-old mm -hmm. single woman. They, they bring this up a lot. I'm 35. I'm yeah. 38. And there's a 24-year-old in the in one of the wedding at wedding ads. Yes. <laughs> Bride for sale. <laughs> I'll take two. Wedding announcements. Um, so, you know... Um, they do focus on age. Do, yeah. yeah. I mean, do you... Do either of you feel... Does does that affect you at all? The idea of age, the idea of like I'm single at this age or that age. No, career wise, it does. Career wise, hmm. it. Affects I think you. I, th I think that's yeah. the only way because you know though all I'm just speaking for myself though most of my friends are married or about to be married again or and or have kids already uh, from friends from back home. Um, not friends in LA, but most of those people. Your friends from LA don't know what the fuck they, is going. They no, don't. They're they like, they're like, like you're getting married. Do we do you do you want some? What do yeah. we bring? We're like, yeah. do you want me to be, What do yeah. we do? Potluck. Somebody literally called me today and asked me what a banana was. So yeah. we're, this <laughs> we are, is that's where we are. So, uh, but um, though those things, I don't feel, I don't need to keep up with those Joneses. Mm -hmm. I have my own personal Joneses, but they aren't. They aren't the Mary and children Joneses. They are the um, um, personal growth yeah. and career aspiration Joneses. Uh, no, but no, generally speaking, it doesn't answer. like you're not going. I'm too, like, well, also God, you don't. No. Yeah, and so you, Alec, you always yes. thought you would get married, you would settle down. Yes. Cat, did you think the same way? Did you think those things for yourself? I with the timeline mm, or without a timeline? No timeline. I grew up in a culture that assumed and presumed that I would get married and have children. And I always, uh, I never thought actively about it, but it was always a thing that was like, oh, uh -huh, well, that's what people do. Sure. And then I feel like Alec and I had a conversation, though I can't remember when it was, where we both, where we kind of were talking and it was going down that path. And it was kind of like one of us said, like, I'm not sure I really want kids. And the other one said, yeah, me neither. I actually, I actually don't want kids. Is that okay to? I don't want kids either. And then we had this like beautiful moment of like, yeah. oh my god, it's okay to feel however glorious. we feel. Yeah, yeah. And so and we then celebrated it was by like, slapping a baby. Do you remember we, that? We, I drop yeah. kicked it. And yeah. Then you slapped oh, and it, it ended up in the dumpster at the two nine by SC. Yes, on oh. prom night. Yep. Yeah. I love. I love. Uh, I love holding babies. I love smelling babies. I love. I'm great with kids i don't want one sure but uh but i yeah i never once i once i like thought actively about it it became very clear to me what my priorities were there and i never thought about like any pressure to get married to anyone it became a reality for me when i when i was so in love with alec and knew i wanted to marry him that's when it came and it had nothing to do with like I want to get married. I had to yeah. do with like you're I here. Like you'll fit the bill. <laughs> yeah. Step yeah. on in, buddy. Sadly, Which is totally a Charlotte thing. A I Charlotte mean, yeah. I feel like Charlotte. Yeah, check the she, box. I mean, do you, so, Devin. Do you? Uh, are there things? Are there milestones in your life that you want to hit? And is do those milestones come with certain um, restrictions, like age restrictions, or like I'm 
aiming to hit this at this time or is it more just kind of amorphous it's totally amorphous like i don't i don't know what the fuck i'm doing tomorrow like i have yeah. no i i have no yeah. idea i think about as far as like Okay, tomorrow, like, what time I'm going to yoga? Okay, great. Um, I'll probably, like, you know, drink about six cups of coffee. And um, that's my plan for the day. Like, I've never... Because everything has kind of wonderfully worked out thus far. And I haven't really planned... I mean, I work really hard. There are things that I want. I have goals. All that stuff. But the rest has just kind of, like, happened. And I've been open to it and let it happen. And it's all kind of panned out in a way that's, like, way better than I ever could have imagined. Yeah. So why am I going to shut it down and be like, thank you, Nicole. And I think no, that, what? I think those kinds of parameters are comforting for many people. Yeah. Uh, they give me because horrible they have, anxiety. Me too. But, the, but people, if people, some people respond well to rules yeah. and <laughs> uh, knowing that they're operating within a framework that's acceptable to society, which is why it becomes which is why I'm not looking forward to post-wedding kind of, we, we get into a situation where people start, I mean, it's already started a little. About where kids. People, yeah. Yeah. But, but that's because that's what people know yeah. to do and say. Yeah. yeah so yeah, it's yeah. like when you it's do something different, they're like, well, then norm, what do you yeah. do? I mean, it's for like, yeah. we don't know, but guess what? We'll be able to pick up and go wherever we want to, whenever we want to. Guess what we'll do? We'll wake up and do whatever the fuck we yes. want. Exactly. Which is my fave. And I'll say... <laughs> For me, getting married is not a milestone. Like, huh. getting married is not something that I was like, oh, I'm working toward getting married. I, like, I'm marrying you because I want to marry you. Yeah. But it wasn't, it's not part She's of not my life She's not filling in the plan. blank. Yeah, exactly. Like, if I ne- if if it, we hadn't worked out the way that we had, I could see myself never getting married. And, and that would be Same. fine, too. Sure. You know, um, but it just happened to work that I... In my life, I met somebody that I wanted to marry. Yeah. And, um, you know, so when I'm, when watching this episode and, the, you know, they're like 34 and 27 and yeah. 24 and all of this stuff, yeah. it's just interesting to me it's that... It's interesting to me that some Miranda... Who is so yeah progressive and independent, but still can't help but fall... In the trap of I'm this particular age, and she's talking about how depressing it is to her. The newspaper conversation, as we're 45 minutes into this episode, and we're just not talking about the beginning scene. Hey, we have a lot Um, of ground to cover. It's fine. We and we've been talking a lot about her. So yeah, don't even worry about it. You're actually staying for the rest of your life. So (laughs) prepare yourself. I hope you brought a suitcase. (laughs) Um, But I I do think it's interesting that Miranda. uh, is participating in this in this dialogue in this way and sort of saying like oh don't make me dep- whatever I forget the line but she's like don't you know oh this is why I don't read this the newspaper yeah, blah blah right. blah I don't want to get depressed it's like really Miranda I'm always surprised when she's like when she's so concerned about how old she is versus her marital status I'm like really Miranda I thought you yeah. were the coolest do you think that's a lapse in the writing like oh kind someone of. needed to say I it or do you think, think so. it's like showing oh well we're all human because if Miranda feels that way then we're all fucked right, right. that's how I feel well then with the rest of us don't stand a chance yeah. right. well I'm about to get armchair psychologist on your ass by saying a lot of people say you are the representation of the five people that you hang out with most so i I guess charlotte's rubbing off a little bit on miranda in this moment i mean well you know when it's just being drilled into your head over and over you can't i mean it's the facebook thing all over again when you're scrolling and looking at everybody's successes and failures you can't help but judge yourself against what they're doing so i guess if i had to like Psychoanalyze, the psychoanalyze, shit out of that, or yeah. or defend it. 
Yeah. Sure. That might be what I would so, say about and that Carrie, moment. So Carrie's, um, Carrie reassures the girls, I'm ladies, I'm yeah. fine. He had an engagement party. I knew he was getting married. But Charlotte knows better yeah. and yeah. follows her to her um, apartment to to make sure she's okay. And we kind of talked about that scene before. Um that scene, I just want to comment on that really quickly. Please. So watching the brunch thing after I got over the, the delicious bubblies and then remembering that mm, I don't like bubblies, but I want to like those bubblies, those zip zap <laughs> I zops. Love them. And that tang, that grapefruit, grapefruit tang. But I was watching how they all dealt with it differently. You know, Miranda goes, what? He got married. It's in the paper. Let's move Let's on. Let's move yes. forward. And, and Samantha's like, he can never fuck anyone ever again. Wah, wah, or yep. whatever she says. And Charlotte's genuinely worried about Carrie. And I thought, like, how would I want a friend to deal with it? <gasps> and I think you need all of them. Yes. You need the friend to go, like, oh, well, you can go sleep around now and feel great. The friend that'll, like, get you shit-faced and take you out, mm-hmm. i.e. Samantha. Yes. You need the Miranda that goes, yes, it's happening. These are the facts. It's there. It's mm-hmm. in black and white. Let's move on with our lives because we're strong, intelligent that's, women. I mm-hmm. feel like that's Matthew to me a lot of the time. I don't know about yeah. for you, but he'll do that. He'll go like, this okay. sucks. Okay, this Everything is Everything sucks. Here we are. It's, uh, it's, it's terrible. There's nothing worse. You've never felt worse in your life. But let's, uh, do you want to talk about it or not talk about it at all? And he gives you, he is all of those things. He really is. So the only friend you'll ever need is Matthew's (laughs) company. Yeah, it's true. It's true. true. He's all of the ladies rolled into one, (laughs) really. Well done. Yeah. Yeah. He really is that. And I think, yeah, because you do, it just depends on, it's like the stages of grieving. It's like, what do you need now? And yeah. At first, I was kind of like, oh, Charlotte's sort of annoying with it. And then she Except followed then her back. she's the best friend ever. And that's what you need. But not at the breakfast, not at the brunch table. Right. You don't need that. And you need to go, okay, yeah, this is right. happening. And like Carrie says, where are my home fries? Mm-hmm. I need to pretend this is not happening right now. Shove some food in my face. Drink 72 drinks. And yes. Yes. go back to my apartment and read my Sunday Vogue. Yeah. And Charlotte just sits with her and knows. And that's what I think the heart of a best friend is. Like, I'm going to sit with you. Yep. Mm-hmm. We can talk or we can not talk. I don't care. Mm-hmm. But I'm here. Yep. I'm here when care- it's uncomfortable. Yeah. And, and, and it's hard to be vulnerable. But whatever it is, I'll rub you yeah. awkwardly. And play. I don't know what to say, but I'm going to be here. Uh, it's you like know, knowing uh, what they, like a best friend knows what you need more than you know what you yes. need. And yes. Or you know what you need. Well, when I, you know, when I was watching that scene, I was thinking about how it, it points out, a, and this is a kind of a generalization, but one of the differences between men and women is, and something like I'm trying to get better at, is sometimes you just need to vent and you're not looking for a solution yes. to the problem. I, mm-hmm. and Have you taught Alec this? Or did I, not like we're your, still she's working taught, on it. She's, yeah. Are you a he's fixer? He's gotten a I'm lot a better. He is, I, yeah. There are few ways in which Alec is like a typical dude, and that's one of them. He do, he hates to see me. I actually made this analogy earlier today because, um, because I am uh, a little bit fragile emotionally in the last several months for my own personal life reasons and things that have happened. And to top it all off, today I was in line at Starbucks and looked at my phone and found out that Wes Craven died, which which I burst into tears in the Starbucks. And then Alec and I were in the car on the way home, and he's, I made the analogy to him because it just struck me. I was crying. Like, I, could, I can't, I couldn't, just water was coming out of my eyes. It wasn't sobbing. It was just, I couldn't stop crying. And he was looking and looking and looking over at me. And I was like, you don't have to stare at me. I said, you know what you are? You know when you're crying and there's a dog around and the dog gets in your face and starts licking you and pawing at you 
Because it doesn't understand what's going on, but it knows it doesn't like what's happening, and it just wants you to feel better. Yeah. I was like, you're that dog, and Alec just goes, but I identify with that dog. <laughs> he just wants it, he just, he hates to see me upset, and he just wants to fix it. And I'm like, Alec, you can watch me cry, yeah. and just love me, and it's okay, but he just, and it has nothing to do with, like, he just wants me to get over it. He just wants me to feel better. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but, yeah, it's he's learning, I think. I think you're learning a little bit on that stuff to not try to fix it. Although Old sometimes... dogs, new tricks. I don't <laughs> yeah. know. There's a Old dogs, new somewhere. dicks. Nailed it. Um, so, okay, so, oh, I, I just want to point out one thing, which is we have often commented on how... You know, Carrie is very bubbly um, and precocious and, like, seemingly very kind of superficial in pop culture. But she is always up in the history jokes. Yes. Like, <laughs> I wrote down in my notes, history jokes. Yeah. God damn it. You that's did? Good. Yes. She is always... You and I are the same person. Really? I, I'm impressed at that. I, yeah. I just, it's odd to me because she's so, Carrie's just like this girl, but then she'll make references to, about Pol Pot. Yeah. And you're like, how do you know about Pol yeah. Pot, Carrie? Or I watched yeah. one yesterday where they're joking about like Dan Quayle and like, yes. Jack, that yeah. Yeah. what? Yeah. I don't, Carrie even knows who the fuck Dan Quayle but is. But in the writing, she often does. Yeah, she really does. And it made me think of something progressive that I wanted to do. Unfortunately, it's going to be hard because we're not going to have kids, but she's talking about, <laughs> oh, you know. You can use mine if I have one. Okay, yes. well, listen, here's what I want you to do if you have a kid. So they were talking about, like, you know, guys who are John Henry the Third are yeah. always the worst. And I, I think it would be really fun if it was a female who is a junior nice. or the third? Like, well, oh, because why not? Carson the third. You want to argue with me? Why Does, not? Has anyone ever done that? And if they haven't, they should. It's gonna happen. You know, now. I dated a third. You did. You know, my high school sweetheart is a third. John is a third. You know what? Step For my peace that. of mind, he was terrible. He was terrible. <laughs> I can already tell. Terrible. What was his name? Can we say John? It? He doesn't. He probably doesn't listen to this, and it's fine. Uh, John Angelo Shinna the third. I don't even know what you just it's said Italian. to me. Yeah, I okay. know. Sure. Uh, and he's a great guy. Actually, Alec and I have had dinner with him. We have. And he's probably coming to our Yeah, I, really? I, I walked wonderful. into the restaurant in my underwear, and I was like, oh, no. <laughs> it's true. John, you can't see me this way. I'm going like, to that luncheon, too. John was like, it's okay. It's I'm a woman in the arts. <laughs> I'm a woman in the arts, John. <laughs> I mean, I haven't been before, but... Uh... <laughs> Why am I wearing yeah. these weird floral panties? Pat Field, can we have a conversation? Oh, Pat. God. I liked her floral boy shorts. I love. I don't really understand. I want to know the story behind those because they're so specific. I've honestly yes. never seen underwear like that no. before. But I love, this just plays into it so much that, and I, I feel this way, as, I've felt this way many a time as a girl, and I'm sure you have too, Kat, where it's like, I'm never going to be the girl with the shiny hair. I'm never oh, going to be the... Oh, I'm a Katie girl. 100%. Yeah. Like... I, I always spill things on myself. Yes. My like, mom I still am... doesn't let me wear white. I'm wearing a white t-shirt right now, but it has holes in it. <laughs> I am a Carrie 100%. But I think it was so perfect that it was... And I feel like a lot of girls think they are that. It's like, no, you aren't. You're the Natasha. And Natasha's yes. always going to go, no, I'm a Carrie. I'm no, so... I'm yeah. kooky. No, you're no, you fucking not. Aren't. Did you just put on a fresh shirt and then wash dishes and sploop shit all over yourself? <laughs> yeah. Even though, even though every time you wash dishes you sploop but you forget and you put on a fresh shirt before you wash the dishes i don't think so if you even but wash I the motherfucking do. dishes yeah. yeah do you wash do you put them on with webby exactly. gloves and you go, eh, eh, eh. no 
Yeah. With the stuff that, like, saves, like, the environment because the bubbles are hypoallergenic or something. Fuck you, Natasha. Fuck these people you. out of my I life. I hate them. I hate them. But, um, so, yeah, I'm always going to be the girl with the, like, stinky feet and the dirty t-shirt. But um, I love that in the dressing room moment, uh, Natasha's wearing, like, the white dress because she didn't get married. Yeah. And Carrie's wearing mismatched undies. She Her bra. Her the, and it's not like, even like they're in the same universe. No. It's like they look Horrible the top, together. The yes. bra looks like some kind of like boudoir. Like she's yes. going to a photo shoot, and the bottoms are like patterned white boxer brief boy girl short thingies. It's it so no wonderful, sense. and yeah. I love that it's just like one. I'm glad more, you pointed that out. Yeah, one more example of how Carrie to prove the point that Carrie mm-hmm. is kind of the hot mess. But as a dude, do you yes. look at Natasha and go, "Wow, that's so perfect. I don't even know what to do with that," and look at Carrie and think she's accessible and sexy and fun? Or do you think like train wreck perfection? I would like the five foot. I don't. Ten inch um, woman. Well, interesting that this episode is titled "Attack of the Five Foot Ten Woman" because I actually preferentially don't like tall mm. women. Um, I'm tall though. I I I don't consider I'm you five tall. Nine. I can I consider like five. Okay, ten, Natasha. Five, Are you really right? five nine? I'm five eight and a half. Five nine in the morning. By the yeah. time I go to bed, I've shrunk a little. But... By the by, the time the world has weighed heavily yes. on you throughout yes. the day. Yeah. How tall are you? It's six two. I think. Six two. But yeah. uh, you know, I'm about as tall as women get before they become like true. super tall. Yeah. I think Carrie is absolutely beautiful. I mean, Me she is really striking. Natasha, I don't, I don't know. I kind of nothing her. By the I mean, way, I can see that she's like you know. The girlfriend conventionally, I talked earlier today is totally a Natasha. You might disagree uh, with me, but what, I think the girl I used to date. Yes. Because makeup, oh, I... hair, clothes, everything matches. Yeah. Always matchy matchy. Lots of bronzer, makeup, blusher, yeah. nails are done. Yeah. Despite the fact she has children, like she's, I think, yeah. she's very put together. Interesting. And when you look at that, Compared do you go, oh, or do you go, yeah, that ain't never going to be me who gives <sighs> a flying. Because yeah. I, I appreciate, it's like, you know, when I like wedding planning, I look at all these weddings that are like, you know, a hundred thousand dollars and they're like blinged and they're gorgeous and they're, I'll, I will moon over all different kinds, like on Pinterest of all these different beautiful sure. parties, mm, but I'm not going to be that. Uh, and that's okay. Like our wedding will be gorgeous and it'll be very us and it'll, it'll be, be you fun. Guys, yeah. But, um, uh, I'm not, I don't know. I, I just, I, I look at that stuff and I moon over it, but I don't, uh, I just know that's not me and that's yeah. okay. One of the yeah. things I love um, in the scene with Carrie and Charlotte is, uh, and and this is a little bit like what we all do, where uh, Charlotte uh, is reading the New York yeah. Times thing, and Carrie's just shitting all over it and having so much fun. You know, they got they got uh, they fell in love in Paris, and Carrie's like, "Oh, Paris, good job. That's so fucking original." We all laugh. But what so I love hard. about that is. That is exactly what we all do. Totally. And, like, there's actually, that sounds really great falling in love with it does, Paris, but not you'll to take that any opportunity to shit on me. Gets her happy ending in, in Paris, Paris at the end of the series. Yeah. Do you, wait, did Michael Patrick King or Darren Starr know it was ending where and when it was ending? Or I is don't that think just. So. Oh, God. I think that's, that's a good better. That's a great point, but I really highly doubt it. I don't think it. so. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, this is still quite early. Yeah. Season yeah. Three. Season three. Yeah. yeah. I, don't, I wonder if they know It just depends on, like, what stage you're in and, like, what's going on with you. Where you know, she's like, Paris, that fucking sucks. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's going to Paris. Croissant. Everyone wears black and is super sexy and smokes cigarettes. Sick. Right? Everyone's multilingual and it's all romance and like four hour dinners and then they have like wild sex making party. Fuck you. That sounds horrible. Sounds terrible. Disneyland. Until someone puts a plane ticket in your sway palm and you're like, yep. That's yeah, it. That's right. I just, yeah, I, I, I feel like that's so universal. It's very real. Um, let's talk a little bit about Miranda. And Miranda, so in this episode, Miranda has gotten herself a maid. She's a strong, <gasps> independent she woman. She calls her Magda. Magda. My but later she calls Magda. her Magda. So I think maybe it's just a getting to getting to know yeah. you. I use thing. that in conversation. I go, Magda, Magda. Let's Other people say tomato, yeah, I'm like Magda, yeah. Magda, whatever. <laughs> yeah. People are like, um, sir, can you get out of line, please? Um, <laughs> so, uh, so Miranda, she's a strong, independent woman. She don't need no man, but she does need a maid because she's busy and a vibrator. She's got shit to do. So, uh, Magda or Magda is kind of, kind of moving things around, switching things up. She's changing she's it up a little bit. She's not afraid to thrust herself into this. Magda's yeah. got ideas mm-hmm. of what oh. a woman should be. After more than a decade of domestic independence, Miranda had finally opened herself up to a relationship. Good morning. With a cleaning lady. Oh, good morning, Magda. Do you know where the coffee mugs are? Oh, I moved them here. See? Now all glasses are together. Oh, sure. I guess that makes more sense. Um, you know what? I always drink my coffee out of my law school class of 90 mug because it's bigger and, uh, it's just what I always use. I bring you nice herbal teas. Tea is better for you. Oh, thank you very much, but I prefer coffee. Thank you. Why do I have a rolling pin? It's for you to make pies. Uh Uh-huh. It's good for a woman to make pies. What a woman should have in her household. Magda lives in the Matrix, where (laughs) we're supposed to... Women bake pies. Yeah, you need a good rolling pin. And all women want to get married. And they don't drink coffee, most importantly. No. No. Tea is the better choice. Yes. What kind of sad, dark decrepit world is she living in or from so upsetting but so um i so magda sees um in uh miranda's nightstand there um her vibrator miranda's vibrator the goodie drawer and Mm. yeah the goodie drawer thank you as it's referred and, Charlotte um, says she doesn't have a goodie drawer what a load of junk yeah clearly so you know, Magda's from another age. I know, but I just don't get what the buzz is all about. Culture. Oh, come on. What the buzz? I see re- what you just did yeah. there. Yeah. I don't, I don't, don't really get, get it. What's the dill, though? Groan. That was amazing. You know, I had my parents. Had a maid. There's this. Okay, I was wondering where that segue was. I was too. I was like, I got really uncomfortable. Uh, You guys, my parents, long pause. Um, (laughs) No, uh, 
we had a maid when I was in high school. And, oh, um, can I come from different sides of the track? Yes, and I realized what... Like Mandy Morna wants to remember. Yes, it's, my, it's such a great story. I realized what a Caucasian piece of shit I was when I got, yeah. I got angry at my mom in high school because <laughs> the, oh, she would schedule the maids to come on Saturday morning. Uh, and I was like, I'm trying to sleep in on Saturday morning. And then an I, asshole time. And then I, her, that's so shitty. Over, but then yeah. I heard it in my own head and I was like, mom, I don't want the maids to come and clean my room on Saturday morning. And I wanted to die. Yeah. I actually wanted you to die because I was so You had this revelation as a teenager? No, no, no. This is like last week. Okay, oh. Cool. No, no, I'm kidding. That this, no, this, this was in high you school really, that I okay, had this revelation that I was like, really, what I'm a piece asshole. of shit yeah. I am for, for realizing that. Did your maid, did the maid find your goodie drawer, Charlotte? I, I, I hid my vibrator well okay. in high school. I hid my... Ready? Ready for this confession time. Oh, mm-hmm. God. So I had a drum set in high school. <laughs> and uh, I just, uh, that was a great face. Um, <laughs> I, had a drum I set. gave the sideways glance to uh-huh. Kat. Uh-huh. Like, what's he going to say? Uh-huh. I had a drum set in high school. And um, one of the ways that you muffle the bass drum is you put a towel in the bass drum. And I would hide my pornographic magazines. <gasps> Under no! the towel. Oh, because you're who's gonna look there? Who's gonna look there? Who's gonna look there? You're also crafty. showing your age that you had pornographic magazines instead oh. of just free internet porn. Yeah. Well, I wasn't smart enough to know how to like clear history. Sure. Of I'm not. still not smart <laughs> enough. If you go in our, just don't. That's fine. Just don't go it's in the computer fine. room. It's off limits. Okay. Is that where I'm sleeping? Jesus. Yeah. Yes, that is, is where you're sleeping. Um, I I just heard a fun little. Am I am I interrupting you? Did no, you, no, please go. I just heard a fun little tidbit in the the blessed book that yes. that Kathern found. Kathern, oh, fuck you. I'm oh, sorry. I wish you could remember your name that you hate. Too bad. Ugh. Um. That it, and I just happened to flip to the page that was about this episode, and it said that in the end, so at the end, Magda Magda kind of comes around after she puts the Virgin Mary in, mm-hmm. in uh, Miranda's drawer and clearly isn't okay with promiscuous sex mm-hmm. and premarital sex. Uh, she sets a plate of Trojan condoms. Yes, which by is so Marilla, charming. Which is so charming so we can yeah. get it like that wink, like we're on the same page and I'll be here tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Side note, how many days a week does Miranda need a motherfucking maid? Apparently it's just her. Every, <laughs> every day. Right? That's a really good point. If, if we had a maid so here dirty. every day for two of us, it would be like, ah. Like, yeah. So you can organ. I mean, you already organized the mug cabinet. Yeah. I don't how much really does, have anything how else much for does you. fatty shed? Honestly, oh, yeah. it's fatty. Is that fatty? Fault. That's what it is. Yeah, is I guess I'd fatty? be like organize my taxes or four hundred one k or something. Uh-huh. I'd have to get a four hundred one k just right. to just so she would have something to, to do. do. Yes. But, but you wouldn't so, have any money to put into right, it because exactly. you're paying it's like a really to come every neurotic day. thing where you're like trying to come up with things to give the maid this to This vicious cycle. This is terrible. I feel bad for Miranda that she's going through this. Yeah. It's a good thing she's a high-powered 34-year-old attorney yeah. who does very well for herself. I want to yes. tell you guys. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Yeah. Oh, the little tidbit that was in the book said that um, at for the end, inst- instead of just the plate of Trojan condoms, that Magda Magda also put the Virgin Mary in. 
in in on the plate of condoms, but the producers at HBO and the producers of the show thought it was a bit much, so they did a show to have just the Virgin Mary right right on top of condoms. Of yes, Ooh. but then what? What like the, that confuses the message? Like, what is it? Like, you can fuck, but you better love Jesus afterwards. Right. Like, that's just confusing. The Virgin yeah. Mary that's shock value. Your yeah. Yeah. yeah, the Virgin it Mary's is. watching you have that sex been weird. with your boyfriend that you're committed to. It doesn't make sense, so yes. I'm glad that they Smart choice. That. Yeah. Smart choice. So, Good job, HBO. Good job. Let's talk a little bit about Charlotte in this mm-hmm. episode. So Charlotte, uh, she accompanies the ladies to a spa day, um, and uh, they go into the steam room, and the... Uh, the With way, all the bush. Yes, yeah, so, the, so the way yeah. that the steam room works here. Is that a time thing? Like, do you I think, think that's so. an era thing? I think so. I, because there's an episode later this season where they go to L.A. Mm-hmm. Um, Carrie and the girls are in L.A. And Carrie goes to a waxer who takes takes and it all. Takes it and all. And she, they have a whole conversation about it. it. And Samantha's like, it's more popular these days. So I it's do Los think Angeles. It's a time Everyone's thing. new. Yes. So Wait this till is, you see me bottomless. It's really yeah. interesting. So you think that the... <sighs> The Brazilian, as it were, was a, like a post two thousand yeah. totally. kind of thing. Like people heard J Lo's "Waiting for Tonight" and they were like, "Everything's changed." All the hair now. just flew off of everything. Our yeah. yeah, just everything flew. is different. Yeah. I remember like, someone talking about it in high school and be like, "Do you know that this is cool now?" Not to, and I was like, "We're like." 16 what the I'm fuck? still this growing is not mine. Yeah. yeah I don't know I like now I live in take it away I live in Egan Minnesota like do they know what waxing it is it, do I, is it candle who are you right so who am I who so am I? um the ladies go into the steam room and um Miranda and uh and Carrie and Samantha disrobe and Charlotte is feeling a little self-conscious um, about taking the towel off. I'm not in the mood for steam. It's too hot. Then take off your towel and relax. I don't feel like being relaxed in, in here. There goes a woman who desperately needs a goodie drawer. Charlotte, honey. What's wrong? Nothing. I... I was just hot. Okay. And and I'm just, I'm just not comfortable being naked in public. Well, this isn't really public. It's a lady's locker room. I didn't grow up in a naked house. Well, I didn't either. I bet she grew up in a naked house. She might still live in a naked house. <laughs> Charlotte, sweetie, who cares how you look to other women? You don't care because you have a perfect body. Oh, my God, you're deluded. Charlotte, sweetie, you have a beautiful figure. Really? Yes. Then why was that woman in the steam room looking at me like my thighs were too big? I personally completely relate me too. to this. But I wanted to ask you guys, you know, it's, it's interesting. I, I find that culturally... It seems like women are a lot more comfortable being naked around other women. Hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't think that's necessarily true with men, although I'm going to just backtrack and, and go against this point for a second by saying that my friends, uh, my, my male friends, some of them invited me to go to this Korean spa up the street, We Spa. Mm-hmm. And um, it's a nude spa. Sure. And I just couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. And everyone who was invited went except for me because I just 
I did not want to be naked with my guy friends. This is not a homophobia thing. No, it's not. Alex, all. most of Alex's great friends are gay. Like, he's not. This has nothing to do with that. This has to do with, like, I just find just being personal naked privacy. a private thing. Yeah. I would actually say this, and I, maybe this is a little controversial, but I would actually say this about skinny dipping, too. I don't really want to skinny dip. You've gotten dip. uncomfortable when I've skinny dipped yeah, before. I don't really, don't I'm not like judging it. people who do at all. But I just like, I, I don't want to do it. I, I don't know why, but, and and again, I'm, I'm not trying to come from a place of judgment. I, I don't care what anybody does, but it's like, if I'm going to be naked, I, I don't you, know. I wish I could articulate the, the rest of that sentence, but uh-huh. it's just like, you, it's it seems incomprehensible to you. It's incomprehensible why anyone to me would to be like, oh, there's twenty of us. Let's all go skinny dipping. <laughs> I can see objectively from like an omniscient point of view. Is that because Hollywood's told us that's fun though? Right, I maybe. Think so, yeah, maybe but it's it like, well, you know, I I would have fun with all my friends with their swimsuits on. Sure. Like, I'm I'm not gonna have sex with them, and I'm not trying to have sex with them. So why don't we just? Swim with our clothes. Well, on, and I, I mean? get that, but I, 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 I will say that, I like, it. I know, um, I've, I've, I haven't skinny dipped a ton of times, but I have before with friends with whom it wasn't sexual at all, and it was kind of a fun, like, baby butt in the moonlight, playful, like, it's the danger thing. Yeah, part of like, it is if someone the caught thing. us, it'd be. Uh, but it's not our sexual are in the least other than in a very pure, like, look how sexy we are because yeah. we're doing something sexy, but not about. Hooking up. And you know what? I yeah. and, and I, I do want to clarify. I don't think it's sexual. Like yeah. I don't yeah. think it's sexual right. when people right. do it. It's more just like, and it's probably my own hangups, which is like, if you're naked, it's a sex thing, mm-hmm. and that's my problem. And maybe be good for me to skinny dip because then I'd be like, oh, this is yeah. Fine, do you think right? practice normal. makes perfect in that way? I it's think like it might. it's like you just you kind of get over that threshold and then realize like, oh, you kind of forget that you're naked and it's not even something. I, you know what? That I think that my, probably is true. Uh, I think it's yeah. I think a couple things. First of all, I think it's more culturally acceptable for girls to just be naked around each other. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It just is. Um, but also, I think women from an earlier age, if they're doing what they're supposed to do, are are have practice getting naked for a stranger because we have to go to the gynecologist and let someone get all, all up in our business. Right. Which I had to do recently with a new doctor. And, you know, it, I'm not saying it was 100% comfortable, but, you know, we both know what we're there to do and you just deal with it. Um, I was just going to say the other thing is... Um, uh, I used to laugh about, like, girls who would talk about posing in Playboy and going, like, after a while, it just feels weird to have clothes on because you're on set for so long and you just don't have any clothes on. Until I did a play where I wore pasties from the waist up and tiny shorts and green body paint. And uh, and it was satirical and fun and funny. And I got very used to to being to nearly having no clothes on. Um, and it was, and it, it was all those cliched things. It was liberating. Um, I'm glad I did it. All of the things. So uh, I don't know. It's pu- public nudity, being nude around other people. Maybe it is a practice makes perfect. Oh, but honey, right? it's, it's not public. This is a women's locker room. This is a women's room. locker room. <laughs> I like to think that I would be comfortable going to one of these Korean spas. I've never tested myself either. out yeah. with it though. But, but even I feel like, like I should. Yeah, like... But also, you know what it is? It's kind of like, 
I get really neurotic about hygiene at the point. I didn't know that's yeah. fine, but I just Ew. go like there. I'm no, like, when the girls uh, all took their shoes off, yeah. I don't know if you noticed it, but they were getting ready to walk into the sauna and they took their flip flops off to nope. go into the sauna. I was like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Athletes what? Athletes what? Yeah. But I just think like I, it's not about like, I don't have the Charlotte complex of like people looking at me or are they judging like my right. thighs are big or not big or your boobs are great or your nipples are weird. Um, I just kind of think like, I don't want, I don't want to, if I want to appreciate the female form, I'll go to a museum and look mm-hmm. at yeah. a beautiful painting of yeah. a naked lady. I don't need to go to like a spa on like third and Fairfax and go, whoa, that's yeah. that lady's butt. You okay. know what, another, you know, yes. you just made me realize another piece of it is that probably is why I generally stay away from it is there's all these unspoken rules that I don't know and, and also <laughs> no one knows, which is like, all right, so Everyone's we're all naked. There's like nine naked guys in this room. Should I just like address all your penises and then get it out like, of the way? Say, That's your okay. Everyone's okay. Okay, yours has a hat on. Um, uh, or sh- uh, like, I've never or, seen an uncircumcised penis. Really? No, I've never seen one in real life. Yeah, I, it's I, kind. I, I, I you're reminding me of when Chandler accidentally sat on Monica's dad's lap oh, in a yes. sauna naked. Yeah. Yes, of nakedly. course. So uh, one of the funny things that um, Charlotte and Carrie talk right? about. I'm so sorry. Sorry, Magda moved my vibrator, and I'm using it <laughs> in the middle of Did this Did Magda podcast. adjust your vibration? She said, I'll be back in five minutes. Um, so one of the funny things that um, Carrie and Charlotte talk about when Charlotte is um, self-conscious about her body and all this is, I didn't grow up in a naked house. That's yeah. one of my favorite things in the world. And a that's naked so house? Funny. So, funny so funny to me funny. because I had a friend... <gasps> Who kind of had a naked house? So I wanted to ask you guys: Did the, you have friends, or did you know people who had cleaned? kind of a naked house? No, that was my Alec friend. Was, if the, dirty if house. the naked house needed a cleaning, <laughs> then Alec I'm once cleaned his friends, his friends' dirty house, like because Alec likes things clean, and he went to his friend's house in high school and cleaned his house. And the parents were the parents there? Yeah, oh, no, they were really happy that I was cleaning it. Oh, but why it didn't you bring your Saturday morning gone. maid with you? I should, should have. have. Oh should my have. god, I wasn't. I, I didn't Da Vinci code it. Like oh. I didn't pigeon. Um, I didn't. I didn't know anyone who had a naked house. I my mom was always pretty. Um, and continues to be pretty. Like my mom and I are pretty intimate in that way with each other where it's like whatever you know you can see me naked it's fine mostly yeah um other than that no Devin I definitely house? did not grow up in a naked <laughs> house I think we'd be very different do you ever think about that like wow talk about sliding doors like what if I did grow up in a naked yeah. house would I, I be like a super different yeah. would I be sitting here topless right yeah. now yeah. I mean like, like just like just to play this out a little bit, like if you like accidentally open the door and your mom had just come out of the shower, that'd be like an oh fuck moment, right? Like, a oh l- fuck, sorry. Like, a little bit, yeah. It would be like, oh, sorry. And my mom would be like, oh, and yeah. one of the, you know, we're like, I think it would yeah. be different. Irish if we were Midwesterners. <laughs> if it was, if it was dad, I would run away yes, and never come back. With mom, it would be like, oh, oh, sorry. Yeah, like, sorry. it might be, it might be awkward for a second, but like, no one's going to think about it later and sweat yeah. and be like yeah. overcome with trauma. But maybe with dad, it's different. I can I can gladly say, I've never seen my mom naked. I've never seen my dad <laughs> naked. I've never seen my sister naked. Never happened. It never happened. But Did my, anyone see your Peter? Uh, Besides cleaning it when you were a baby. No. I want to remind I, you that I, they both did that. I don't yeah. think so. I, I, not that, I mean, I, I think I would remember if that happened. I mean, I've told you stories. I, I feel like I've told these stories on the podcast about, like, 
in high school, like hooking up with girls and my Eek. parents yes. walking in. That's but that, why they that's unscrewed different. the door from his bedroom one time. Uh, they took the door off the hinges because he wasn't because you were to shut such the door. a player. And then he shut the door, and they said, yeah. "Well, <laughs> move." I'm not gonna do that no stuff with the door the open. Anyway, Clearly. good parenting. My parents did that to my sister, but that's because she tried to slam my mom's head in the door. <gasps> oh my goodness, wow. that's different. That's aggravated assault. <laughs> that's assault. <laughs> she's incarcerated, and <laughs> just I miss kidding. Her she's, every day. <laughs> she's very well adjusted. <laughs> <laughs> she got all her aggression out as a small child. <laughs> um, so I had these friends. <laughs> I had these friends, or this friend Zach Sigmund and his family. They weren't necessarily a naked family, but but maybe they were mm-hmm. you know i wasn't there when, when they were you were naked. around they might right, not exactly have been, but, but yeah. the, this was the family that they had the joy of sex book like oh, on wow. their bookshelf Progressive. Yes. and they had this, everything you ever wanted to know about sex but were afraid to ask or they whatever. had this uh book on the coffee table called the penis book and it was like a just a, bu- a bunch of different penises that's and, something george your roommate would have in yes. his fraternity yeah and then he'd, he'd gift it to me yes. like when he realized he couldn't have it anymore <laughs> we all just look at each other's penises in real life yeah yeah. Yes. Um, so one thing that, that was really strange about his house um, that upsets me to this day is his oh bathroom did not have a lock on it. Mm-hmm. And that's trauma. That is that is not okay. Unacceptable. You need a lock on and the bathroom. And preferably a fan door. so people feel you comfortable. You need a fan? You need a lock. This is minimum. Yeah. I could name before. like four or five other things that you'd need, yeah. including a plunger. There's so many stories on duty calls where they get stuck in a bathroom that doesn't have a plunger. That's the person who, uh, the owner of that bathroom's own damn fault. Yeah. Yes. Fuck you. Person and now that I'm thinking a plunger about this, in their I bathroom. Have a plunger in my bathroom. Devin? Uh, okay, I'm gonna. What I'm if gonna Alec comes over and CBS. has a shit emergency? I hope same. that happens very soon, <laughs> but give me a warning because I'm gonna need to get a plunger before that. Or CBS bring your own plunger. It's open 24 hours, is all I'm saying. <laughs> I think I have a 25% off coupon. <laughs> yeah, this is all working out a poupon. Um, so, <laughs> so um, it's the way you said coupon. I know I said Is that Midwestern? I realized as I said it, it was incorrect. It no, 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 it's not incorrect. Coupon. I was actually I was actually studying with <laughs> Chad's accent recently. And one of the things that they had surveyed people on to sort of get an idea of what the accent was when I was reading about the accent was coupon versus coupon. coupon. And a lot of people in the Midwest say coupon. Oh, God. Well, I just yeah. geographied myself. You did. Great oh. coupon. Okay, so um, you need a so, coupon. Continue. Um, anywho, that, uh, so he didn't, have a, he didn't have a fucking lock on his door. And... That's a nightmare scenario for me. I feel like it's a nightmare Was the door far enough away that if sang. someone started to open it, you could put your arm and no. go like, no, someone's no, no, in no. here. Oh, you were like, like a mile away from It's like a long fucking corridor yeah. between <laughs> shutting <laughs> the door and getting to the toilet. It's basically you have to yell and just hope that they hear you. Uh, but anyway, make your stressful. presence known. Yeah, the, the, the reason, yeah, there's not even, I couldn't even shoshing. Like, I could flush the toilet and the person, it, the door was so far away That's that you bad. know how light travels faster than sound? Yes. yes. Like even if I flush the toilet, it'd be like six seconds before the yeah. sound of the toilet flushing would hit hit the person at the door so i luckily no one ever walked in on me when i was at the sigmund's house but i walked in on (laughs) zach's dad coming out of the shower (gasps) yeah it was so fucking awful it was 
awful and I wanted to <laughs> die. I wanted to <gasps> fucking die. You, this... You can talk about it. Did you see his penis? Yes, I saw his <gasps> ween. <laughs> yeah, I saw his ween. I saw the genealogy. I saw where Zach Sigmund came from. You saw the lineage. Yeah. You saw the family tree. Yeah. Oh, I saw that tree trunk. Did I that... saw the whole <laughs> thing, branches and, and all. Yeah. And it was it Meat was just like I've been frozen for thirty years. I gotta see if my bits and pieces are still working. Excuse me. My wedding tackle. I'm sorry. My meat and two veg, my twig and berries. Hello, lad. Oh, just Mr. Powers, Mr. Powers, please. And it was like, what am I gonna do now? What am I gonna do when I You're see You're not gonna him? be friends with Zach Sigmund anymore. Yeah, no, that's what that Zach. guy. Yeah, like did we have friendship bracelets? Did we do did things we, that we normal friends together? don't do? Sure. Yes. But it's over now. Anyway, that has nothing to do with Sex in the City. No. And I'm so sorry. Well, it's just Fine. like, I mean, it, it says a lot if you're from a naked house, you're not a naked yeah. if you Do you think if you were from a naked house and you saw that, you'd be like, well, or no, fuck that. You're seeing yeah. some grown ass dude it's naked. Weird. It's yeah. never okay. And Moving I don't, on. And the thing not. is, like, again, it's not a homophobia thing, but it, I don't want to There's see no my boundaries. friend yeah. naked. Want I don't want to see regions. my friend Chris naked. I don't want to see my friend Ian naked. I don't want to see my friend Cece Whereas naked. Because I'm I want to camp. go to their house and be like, hey, let's hang out and talk about things. I don't want to just see his penis, like, implanted Talking on his face you. as I'm trying to have a conversation see, though, with I'm him. I'm in the camp that I don't care I, if... if I've asked this question of people before, and most people say no, but if I could watch anyone have sex, if they were like, do you want to see the most disgusting-looking person you know having sex? I'd be like, yes, I would watch that video. You would. I would watch anyone. I'm fascinated. I would watch anyone I know. Mm. Anyone. I think some... I mean, I don't think... I know I something... I might regret <laughs> it after, but, yeah. I, but I would do it. But you also love and scary my, movies. I might hate myself. Yeah, yes. that's true. And, and often, there are movies I'll watch, and then I'll have a nightmare, and, I'll, and the, when I wake up, I'm angry at myself for watching something I knew would give me problems, but I still do it because yep. I love scary movies, and I love watching people I know have sex, apparently. Yeah. Yep. Well, I just think some things you can't unsee, man. I know, and that's yeah. true. I have morbid curiosity. Oof. Some people don't, I do. Well, we all have our different hang-ups, clearly, with nudity, but I'll tell you who got over theirs is Charlotte. She did. She did. Like and a big she, girl. I would yeah. kill for her breasts. Who wouldn't? Ooh, ooh. Yeah. And I'm sure her thighs are lovely. They never showed them, oh, but I'm sure there's one. no reason. Charlotte showed one. Oh, Justin no, Davis. her thighs, her thighs. I'm sorry, yes, but I mean, eventually we do see her one Oh, rib. we do see a boob, yeah, it that is true. It anchors away. Yeah, and she wears a episode. very sheer nighty. I remember. Yeah, time. you can yeah. get a real good idea for yourself. <gasps> when she just got out of the shower and she's saying, mm-hmm. look at me, look at my yeah. Rebecca. Look at my Rebecca. Yes. My Rebecca loves your schooner. Yeah. God, that, that scene's actually really heartbreaking. It really is. Yeah. She's just dripping wet with mascara running down her face, mm-hmm. just standing there. Yeah. Literally and figuratively naked. Yeah, and Trey just, he can't get there, man. He's got that Madonna horror complex He can get issue. the sails up, but he can't bring it into the harbor. Mm-mm. But she does it. She goes into that steam room. She undoes the towel, and she gets that validation that she needs, which the is thing- just that she can do it. That's what I like that the point the validation is that she can do it and not that it was okay because the woman said she liked her breasts. Yeah, I think the point should be is that you can do it. Get out of your own head. It's mm-hmm. fine. Yeah, you are a beautiful creature and don't compare yourself to other people. But then the message kind of gets muddied with the I woman think it does. complimenting. Yeah. It might have been stronger had she just gone and sat down and looked around and that could have been the end yeah. of it. Yeah. And I, I do think that Charlotte got her validation yeah. from herself. And then she she just she did it. She was determined to do it and she did it. And then she got that extra icing yeah. on the cake, mm-hmm. which was some other woman 
proving that all women are irrational in that way. And yeah. will go like, oh, I don't have that or I don't have that. But that they don't realize that other women are looking at them going, and I don't have that. Yeah. About themselves. That's what, that's what I take from this yeah. scene is really that everybody's got their hangups and the woman who compliments her breasts has her own hangups and we all do. And it's that thing of don't worry about how you sound because nobody's actually paying attention to how you yes. sound. They're too concerned with themselves and yeah. what they sound like. It's like, whatever my most embarrassing moment in my life is, no one else remembers. Yeah. No one's even thinking about. Um, except that time that I ran into Zach Sigmund's dad naked. Well, in the back now we're, we're now we'll never forget that. We all remember that. Um, okay. But even like, uh, like Charlotte says, like, oh, that, do you see that way that woman was looking at my thighs? Charlotte takes that as that woman was looking at my thighs thinking they're so fat. I guarantee, like, if this was real life, that woman's thinking, God damn it, her legs are so yeah. banging. Yes. I yes. wish I had those mm-hmm. legs. But Or the woman's eyes barely grazed her. Sure. And Charlotte was like, my thighs, she's looking at my thighs. <laughs> but it certainly was not the the option three that Charlotte was on, which was, she was definitely judging my thighs. Yeah. But no. Let's um let's talk about Samantha's storyline oh, a little bit. This have you ever gotten eaten out in, uh, in a massage, Alec? Um, let's see. Let me think. Did about Kevin the last ever eat you, you and your was... vagina out? Yeah. Kevin, um, the dad from that Mary Kay and Ashley show. I wrote. Is that, that really? Down yes. Look, I wrote that down I too. Said Kevin goes down on you, aka the dad from that Mary Kay and Ashley. That's exactly show. what I wrote. <laughs> I even abbreviated I it. Mary the name Kate. of the show. I but... It takes. It by wasn't the way, it, it takes two. everything I that have to say Mary Kate and Ashley. It's a vast because train. all I say is Mary Kate and Ashley, yeah. which is Daniel and Riley's sketch comedy group, both of whom have been on this podcast. I think Samantha's storyline is hilarious with the who is going down on certain clients so funny my question is do you think try uh do you think kevin's trying to get ahead i want to know where this place is located do you think it's downtown well, you mean oh. eleanor roosevelt oh <laughs> nice Why but what no? is it but the, i wrote it down what when they said the name of the spa when the uh, when he was getting in trouble for you know eating women out yeah it's a um, name it's a woman's name it's like it's not madeline oh Ashton, you're right but it yeah, might yeah, as yeah. Well it's be. like madeline ashtray i wrote it down because i thought it was so El- eleanor rubenstein only i was writing quickly so all i wrote was eleanor rubenstein <laughs> that's it it's eleanor rubenstein you know I what know. I wonder is why Kevin would would report Samantha, given the fact that he is clearly engaging in some dirty dealings with a lot yeah. of these women. He's eating women out. Yeah. He's fucking them, he as we learn one. later. Yes. So I wonder. He fucked Lois or Cecil yeah. or whatever her name is. Whatever she, whatever uh, she's going Liesel. on. What I, what I wonder is, like, why not Samantha? Yeah. Does Samantha know. have that stank pussy and not in a good way? It's like, weird. It's like he just wanted her out there lickety split. Maybe he... <laughs> you could, you should have been a writer on this show because of the pun. It's really, it's, it's really. I goal. missed the bus on that one. You unfortunately, really did. you did. But you um, were like a teenager when that would. Yeah, weird. no, that would have been strange. Been really weird. You were saying. Um, maybe Kevin likes to be the one to initiate. He can't oh, have, right. yeah. oh, or maybe uh-huh. he has a really weird penis and he doesn't like other people seeing it. But yeah, he likes. right. I know he from likes experience being the giver. that he's a masseuse. He's a giver. Yeah, he's a giver. I'm justifying his actions. Yes, he's well, cute. So he's I that mean, 90s but, smush face. He does, and that great 90s hair. Yeah. Oh, he had really good 90s hair. You can't replicate that today. No. Maybe Alec it's like global warming or humidity or something. But it's something. What people, what guys did hair. in the 90s? I will say, in the 90s, I had 90s you hair did. I've seen that I can't replicate today. I grew my hair out, and it didn't. It was so 90s in the 90s. 
but my hair literally won't do it. And I think that it knows like post millennium. Yeah, maybe it's like a Clinton thing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, sure. it's like, well, maybe if Hillary's elected, Ooh. what if when she's elected, you just all get of our hair, hair like just Hillary. Like, just gets really <laughs> 90s Super again? swoopy in the front. <laughs> God, I love swoopy hair. Um, Samantha gets kicked out of Eleanor Rubinstein. What kind of person does such a thing? To molest a trained professional while he's trying to do his job. Eleanor Rubinstein is a civilized place for civilized people. I'm sorry, but I cannot allow you to come back here. And... You know, she's fine with it. Yeah. Like, she's very Samantha about it. Mm-hmm. So. And I, before we wrap this up, I just want to talk about the final moment of the episode. Yeah. A couple of weeks later, I got something in the mail from Women in the Arts. It was a thank you for attending, signed by Natasha. Game over. I had to accept the fact that in life, some women are simply better, and no amount of shoes or lack of pastry or making of pies will change that. I will never be the woman with the perfect hair who can wear white and not spill on it and chair committees and write thank you notes. And I can't feel bad about that. Sorry, I couldn't be there. T-H-E-I-R. <laughs> but I could feel good about this. Hello, Miranda. It's a good thing she got married. The woman's an idiot. Because I identify so much with that. Mm-hmm. I feel so much better about myself when I see someone that I hate using bad grammar or spelling. Because yeah. it I really does mean they're way. an idiot. It means they're a fucking moron. Yeah. And it makes me feel so self-righteous. That's yeah. all. That's what happens with Carrie. She sees that Natasha says, I wish I could have been there or wish I could have seen you there. And she spells it T H E I R. Mm-hmm. And that that's actually unforgivable. For that is it's unforgivable. Absolutely unforgivable. I think just some walk into traffic. Some people yeah. might read just <laughs> some die. people might read that uh, us saying that as like, well, wait a minute. Like it's not a big deal. Like she just, some people, I guess what I'm saying is don't, hold grammar in as high a regard as we I'm do. not one of those people I wish that she would just walk off a ledge and die <laughs> it's it's why are you even alive if you can't learn the difference between three homonyms like it's not really a big deal mm-hmm. just learn them you're you're taking up valuable oxygen on this <laughs> yeah do you just think that, that do you think Nata- all five feet ten I inches of it. you do you think Natasha is ESL do you think she's English as a second language it kind of sounds like in that, the scene yes with Carrie what when, is that actually what is weird. that accent? Is that a weird actor's accent where yeah. she was nervous and like she just started talking like this out of Carrie? Yeah. yeah. Or or is I she actually that so? Too. Yeah. She also does. Can I say this? This is a really Tell big pet peeve. Next to the spelling thing, um, or uh, grammar thing, she's doing. Um, Natasha's doing a thing with her hands in the scene with Carrie where she's twisting her ring and I can see as a choice she's going. I just got married. I'm trying to cover my ring or I'm playing with the ring. It's like a subconscious thing and right. That could be read as like, wow, that's genius and subtle. I read that as, you don't know what the fuck to do with your hands, so you're doing the classic woman. You're like, yeah. oh, I'm just playing with my ring. It's like this, it's like bad Shakespearean monologue acting, yes. and it makes my butt tight, and it makes yes. me just want to go You're telling us, you're not, show, you're not just doing it. Yeah. You're, you're telling us Oh, what we get it, you're uncomfortable, you. you're fidgeting with your wedding ring. I feel like that's a go-to for a lot of I women. I couldn't agree with you and it more. Frustrates yes. me. I I absolutely agree with but, that. But but it you do sort of hate her. So yeah. it worked in a weird way. No. Except you really just hate the actor and not the, yeah, I feel it. I feel you. 
I, I, I love that final scene and the, the misspelling of there. One of the things I like about it is we are so on Carrie's side mm. that, you know, look, I think that it's um, unforgivable what Natasha does, but some might argue that it's a little bit petty of Carrie yeah. to be like, oh, she's an idiot. Like she spelled it wrong, but we're so on her side yeah. and we're just so rooting for her that we're like, yeah, fuck you, Natasha. And I love I feel like there that. are probably just... people walking who don't, for, for whom that button at the end of the episode is not impactful. I get I it, think yeah. there are people who aren't like us and who are like, what? Like what difference yeah. does that make? But to me, it's life or death. Life and, also, and death. Yeah, and Carrie's a journalist, so they tied that yes. in there too. That that's like because she thinks Natasha's great at all these things and their charities, and Carrie's totally like bowed out on the charity every year. And so they had Natasha f up in something that's very much Carrie's realm yes. in her world. But I will say to play devil's advocate, kind of like the same thing with you know Charlotte being affirmed by that woman in the spotlight. Like, is that the message we really need to send? Like, did Natasha have to fuck up that way right. for Carrie to feel valid and okay? And I guess, yeah, yeah. It's but I, yes, but I think that's all part and parcel with like, is that the most wholesome like self confident way for Carrie to behave? Absolutely not. But Carrie's a Katie girl. Yes, like, and so, I like that the so, show doesn't go and it's all buttoned up and Carrie feels good about herself right. on her own. Yeah. And Danny Tanner walks in from her closet right. and gives her a life lesson. And you know they have milk and cookies. It's like, no, she feels yeah. better because she's tearing someone else down. Because she's a fucking human. It's like Mean Girls. It's like where she's like, I realize something. She's like at the at the mathletes, the math, whatever the you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. In the scene where Lindsay Lohan's character is looking at all the different like the lipstick on the girl's teeth and her snaggle her snaggle tooth and her big her bushy brows and she says i realized something that like tearing her down isn't gonna make me smarter yeah and Mm -hmm. so but that's not the ending we get here it's like no it's it's sorry it does make me feel smarter than you because i am smarter than you so fuck you natasha so at least i have something to put in my back pocket of the painter's pajamas i'm wearing what was she wearing (laughs) in that scene she was wearing those black with black shower sandals uh, why weren't uh, you wearing them at the spa oh no i know i'm gonna be sick yeah right barefoot at the spa there are so many shoe choices in this show that are just absolutely Disgusting what do you think me. about the ones surprising. she bought for the women in the arts? Forget it. Brunch. Okay. Forget yeah. it. I don't mind them, but I don't. They're plaid know why they're the best. Yeah. Like here's Mules. part of it is I think Sarah Jessica Parker just has really sexy legs and feet, and so she can make anything, most True. anything, look good except for those sick shower sandals. Why sick. does and she wears those a lot? They're like tevas. Yeah. It's like yeah. Don't... Their Birkenstocks had a baby with t- uh, Tiva. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I did love her Technicolor dream coat though. I did too. Her amazing Her hair looks great in this episode. Her hair was so big So voluminous. What is it? I'm, I'm sorry. I know I've asked this question before, but what is it about her hair in season three that is so noticeably different? There's something going on. It's is a it je ne sais quoi. It's yeah, just it's like, like, oh, it's curly. It's not like the kooky curl. Yeah. Here. They might have parted just, down the middle. Oh, I think it might be a middle part. Maybe it's that's what's the middle happening. Part. part of it's the middle part. God, it's so gorgeous. She is absolutely stunning. Yeah. There was a picture in that book that Kat was looking at earlier that was just like, wow, she is just so, so beautiful. But, um, I hate saying this, but it's like, she's so beautiful in such a strange way, mm-hmm. I, you know, I, and I, I still haven't been able to put my finger on it, but mm-hmm. one of the things that Tina Fey oh, said about 30 Rock that I really love is she's like, I miss sitcoms where everybody 
was a character. Everybody yeah. looked interesting. Yeah. And it's like, you know, Friends was great, but they're all so attractive yeah. and, and beautiful. But she was like, one of the spe- specific things I wanted to do with 30 Rock is make everybody really quirky. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. There's, there's just something really fun about that. And I think that... What's so nice about Sarah Jessica Parker is she is absolutely sending no question. But there's a quirkiness mm-hmm. about her look, and it's what makes her iconic. Yeah, and, and not just her look, but I was re- I was also reading in this book before you got here um, that it was important to Sarah Jessica Parker that Carrie trips a lot, <gasps> I which love I've that. always noticed. Uh, but she was like, for me, she's like, this is a character who's always running late. She's not particularly organized. She's got a lot of shoe boxes everywhere. Of course she's going to fall down. And she said, you know, a lot of directors um, wouldn't have been as comfortable as, you know, Michael Patrick King and Darren Starr and the other directors she worked with, with her just going all Buster Keaton and just falling yeah. down all the time. But she was like, it was very important to me that Carrie had this quality of sort of bumbling yeah. and falling down, which I love. Because I like that Carrie's saying, like, I'm not, I'm the girl that's going to spill in my white t-shirt. My hair is going to be frizzy, blah, blah, She's saying those things, and we're not at home looking at her going, you're actually perfect. Right. That's right. bullshit. Which is, yes. which is the case. You know, it's like someone on some stunning TV show going, like, it's like Regina George saying, like, I'm not the perfect girl. It's like, well... You're a nightmare, but actually yes. you are right. like the embodiment of what yes. like mm-hmm. society and like Hollywood would ever say is the yes. perfect girl. And Carrie's saying, I'm not the perfect girl. I do A, B, and C. It's like, oh, that's true. You totally that's aren't totally perfect. True. Yeah. And so we love her so much more because mm-hmm. it's like, it's yeah, you are a wacko. That yeah. pissed me off the most about the, um, the Nightmare on Elm Street remake was that we're supposed to believe these kids are all from Illinois, really? Katie right. Cassidy and Kellen Lutz and all these perfect looking people. We're supposed to believe these are some middle America nobodies. Yeah. Go fuck yourself. They all look perfect. Yeah. It pissed me off. Um, I want to, I want, I want really quickly to shout out to a new review, a new reviewer um, on iTunes, Stephanie Caldwell. Thank you so much for your review. She says, thank you for taking me back to the nineties and early millennium. Absolutely love your podcast. You guys crack me up and I often find myself laughing out loud. LOL. (laughs) She's so cute. Love you guys. I share all your same thoughts on the show. Love me some big and often find myself annoyed with Carrie. But of course, I love SJP. More Daniel, too. Love him. Hey, we won't disappoint you, Stephanie. We we will have Daniel back for sure. Daniel and Matthew and Dan- we want to do one together. Oh, my oh that'd God. Be fun. Yeah. That'd be you know what I was No, no well, you know what so I was thinking fun. about? And this is a, a long way in the future. Table. So maybe, yes. maybe we'll great. have to do this before then as well. But I was thinking... Um, uh, that when we do, we might want to have a few more people when we do like our riff tracks on mm-hmm. the um, movies yeah. as well. But maybe yeah. that will apply to earlier episodes as well. We can we can party. We can party Artie. Yeah. Devin, it was so fun having you guys. You. I had a total blast. Thank I really you for don't want to leave. Here. Yeah, this was me. so fun. Um, and uh, yeah, rate us. Leave reviews. Yeah, you can uh, follow us on us Instagram. On those things. You should really please do go write uh, write a review on iTunes and give us whatever rating. Uh, if they're terrible, that's a bummer. But you know whatever you want to say because it helps us f- uh, find more listeners. If you're get- leaving us a review like Stephanie, so. yeah. So thank you, we Stephanie. Like and until next time, carry, carry on. Carry on. Carry on.